Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, veterinary life coach, life work alignment pro, and UC Davis vet school grad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number seven of the Daring DVM podcast. Today is going to be our second episode on the topic of perfectionism. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank those of you who have rated this podcast, left a review, or sent me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from you, and I know that it takes time and effort on your part to give a rating, leave a comment, send me feedback. So I am so thankful when you do. Leaving a review or rating helps me reach more people and to share this knowledge with others for free. And connecting with me on Instagram and sending feedback lets me know what you want to hear. So if you're someone who's been listening and hasn't yet rated the podcast, what are you waiting for? And if you've been listening and haven't connected with me on Instagram yet, go to at DaringDVM and drop me a comment or DM me. I would love to hear from you. So last week, we talked about the secret to creating healthy, sustainable habits, especially if you're a perfectionist. So often, people with doctor brains are also perfectionists, or we have perfectionist tendencies. And this manifests in many ways, which I'll be covering a little later in the series on perfectionism. But what I find surprising is that there are so many people who don't know that they are secretly perfectionists. As a recovering perfectionist, I always just assumed that people who were perfectionists knew that they were perfectionists. I had no idea how many of you all are poses. You're pretending to have your shit together and don't necessarily identify with the terminology of being called a perfectionist, but secretly you're doing all the same things and sabotaging yourself in all the same ways because deep down, yes, you are affected by perfectionism. And you don't even realize it. Perfectionism shows up in so many ways in our daily lives. It can be so obtrusive, yet so subversive. As I mentioned in last week's episode, a lot of people think that perfectionists are really neat and tidy and organized. And when they look at themselves and look at the life around them and see that it's not neat and tidy, they'll say something along the lines of, oh, I'm not a perfectionist because if I were, my life wouldn't look like such a hot mess. When in reality, that's exactly what perfectionism looks like. It's having these crazy high ideals and delusional fantasy goals and then really struggling to meet them. You have this little buzzing bumblebee mind that's flitting around all the incomplete projects and goals and aspirations of your life, and it can seem chaotic and noisy and messy. Perfectionism is sneaky. It is the undercurrent of procrastination, people-pleasing, fear of failure, self-sabotage, so many things. So many, in fact, that I will be doing a completely separate episode on it. But for today, 
I really want to focus on one of the main themes we identify in those of us with perfectionist mindsets. And that is what you may have heard of as all or nothing thinking or having an all or nothing mentality. The idea that if it's not perfect, we either don't start or we quit. And the thing is, we don't always use the word perfect, which is another reason why this is so sneaky and subversive. Most of the time, we just refer to it as not good enough. I'm not good enough. My plan is not good enough. My effort is not good enough. My goal is not good enough. My partner is not good enough. This house, job, car, whatever it is, is not good enough. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive for improvement and to get what you truly want. But I am saying that if you never define what good enough is to you, then your brain is going to keep moving the goal. Even if you've achieved what you set out to achieve, your brain is going to serve you this idea that what you wanted and now have is still not perfect. It's still not good enough. So what I want to explore with you today is the idea of the perfectionist mindset because it's really hard to move past something if you don't actually know what it is. I like to use the term perfectionist mindset because ultimately it is just a lens through which we view certain things, certain parts of our lives, and this mindset may not apply to every area in your life. When I think about this mindset and how it applies to me, I can see how it was really prevalent in my school years and getting grades and completing assignments and not turning in projects until they were quote-unquote perfect. For those of you who were in grade school in the 90s, remember when we first started using computers in school and how word art was such a big thing? And I would spend so much of my time selecting the perfect font and shape and color and remember you could give the text like a shadow or an outline. So many things. And I'd spend forever tweaking these stupid ass little things and moving my header around the page or on the slide I was creating. Like seriously, how much did that really matter in the grand scheme of things? It's not like I was doing it because I really enjoyed it. It's not like I enjoyed the design and creation process, which would have been completely different. And even before that, when we still did the majority of our writing with pen and paper, I remember times when whatever mistake I made was what I thought just too big to use Tippex. I live here in the States now and it's called whiteout over here. But instead of just using it, or God forbid, I just put a line through it and move on, I would instead rewrite the entire fucking page over and over until there was no evidence of a mistake. And you can imagine how much more difficult this feat became for projects in which I use different colored pens or highlighters. Isn't it freaking crazy? And I still see evidence of this today, like how long it would take me to write records. Thankfully, I've learned to move past this. But when I first started practicing as a veterinarian, I probably spent way more time on record keeping than I do now. And you know what? Today my records are still thorough, but they are also efficient, and I have defined what is good enough 
And no, they're not going to be perfect, but I'm going to get shit done. Others of you may identify with this type of mindset more in regard to sticking to a diet or exercise plan. You try so hard for it to be perfect that when you inevitably make a mistake, you just quit altogether. Tell me, how many times have you restarted a diet? Or quit and then started your running routine over again? Or that hour of yoga that you said you would do every day? Others of you may see this more in your careers, where you don't try something new or different because it may not be perfect, and if it's not perfect, then what are you going to make that mean about yourself? Or maybe you do enjoy what you do, and you want to keep doing it, but what you're struggling with is that you're always thinking your work could be better. It just never seems good enough. You need to be a better doctor in some vague, poorly defined way. This also shows up in relationships for some of you. You blame and judge yourself for not being a better friend, a better wife or husband, a better parent, a better sibling, a better child. And this type of perfectionism also tends to come up when thinking about the relationship itself. So now you're judging your relationship for not being good enough. You always think it could be better in some way. And this often leads to judgment about other people, like thinking my partner should be better. They're not meeting my standards. They are not good enough. Okay, right people? This is just another way in which perfectionism can be so sneaky. Because this type of mindset shows up in some areas of our lives, but not in others. I also prefer to use the term perfectionist mindset because I don't like to use labels. For example, I don't like to call myself a perfectionist. I don't want to label myself as a perfectionist because that can be quite a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe that you're a perfectionist, then you're going to have all of these limiting beliefs that will feed into that story. This is the same reason I don't let my clients call themselves imposters or procrastinators or whatever else they have previously labeled themselves as. Because if you do this, then your brain will go about searching for all the evidence to prove to you that these labels are true, which then creates a self-perpetuating cycle that can be really difficult to break free of. So I try not to label myself as a perfectionist, and instead, I find that using the term perfectionist mindset or the term fixed mindset is really helpful because then you can start to figure out how to move into a growth mindset and you can start to acquire resources, build skill sets and increase your resilience and take yourself out of shame. Getting into a growth mindset is really going to help you reach your full potential and create the life that you're longing to live. Okay, so now that I'm done with that little rant, let's take a look at all or nothing thinking. What is this perfectionist or fixed mindset? And what is a growth mindset? As we go through this, I really encourage you to think about the areas that a perfectionist mindset shows up in your life. Just think about your own life Maybe a particular goal that you're working towards, 
a new career you want to pursue, a new hobby you want to start. You may be thinking about your health and fitness. You may be thinking about a relationship. Remember, you can have a fixed mindset in one area of your life, but not in the others. And conversely, if there's an area in your life where you do not have these perfectionist tendencies, then you can use that area as an example of a growth mindset and a learning tool to then create a growth mindset in one of those other areas of your life that is currently more fixed. So for me, embarking on my journey to become a life coach for veterinarians is an area where I've really embraced a growth mindset. Because who the fuck decides to be a doctor and then is like, nah, I'm actually going to be a life coach instead. So I'm willing to do things that maybe won't work out. I'm willing to try things and fail at them. I'm willing to not make progress for a long time and not make it mean anything about me. And now I've used these lessons from my coaching journey and implemented these tools in discovering how to be a happier and more satisfied veterinarian myself, which is so good. So the fixed mindset, aka the perfectionist mindset. It's referred to as a fixed mindset because it is based on the belief that your intelligence, your natural abilities, your talent, it is decided at birth. It is fixed. It cannot be changed. And therefore, everything we do is evidence of whether or not we're good enough. And a fixed mindset sees failing as an expression of an inherent flaw in character or talent or ability. I'm going to say that again. A fixed mindset sees failing. And remember, failing is just a word that we use when we get a result we did not expect. A fixed mindset sees failing as an expression of an inherent flaw in character or talent or ability. The flaw is fixed. You will never be good enough because you don't believe in your capacity to improve and to change. The growth mindset, on the other hand, is a belief that your talents, intelligence, natural abilities, all of that can be improved with effort and practice. So people in a growth mindset do not make failure mean anything. People with a growth mindset thrive on challenge, and they see failure not as evidence of unintelligence or lack of ability, but instead they view it as an opportunity for growth and increasing their existing abilities. They are willing to do things that they haven't done before, and they're willing to suck at it and to try to improve at it. And if they never become perfect at it, they don't beat themselves up and think that they have some kind of inherent flaw or that they are somehow lacking. Another interesting thing about people who have a growth mindset is that many prefer to do things they haven't done before rather than repeating things that they already know how to do. A fairly simple example from my life is that when I first started running, back in vet school, I would run the same routes over and over and over. And I would do this from a fixed mindset. Because if I kept rerunning the same routes, I could get faster and better at them 
and strive for perfection. And I could be faster and better than other people on Strava. So I locked in on my mile time and I focused on that. And I'd be really pissed off if someone got in my way or something happened that would slow me down and make it so that I couldn't beat my previous fastest time on that route. It was all or nothing. If I couldn't beat my previous time, then the run was ruined. Whereas nowadays, I run from a place of growth. I enjoy exploring new trails and distances. I run for enjoyment, not for a time result. This year, I even ran my first 50k, which is something I never would have wanted to do previously because the risk of failure seems so large compared to that of running a 10k. And on top of that, I placed third overall, which to me is insane, partly because I don't have the type of body that many people think of when they imagine a runner. And I used to have more shame about how my body looks in that respect, which also contributed to me in those early days where I was running those same routes over and over, because if I could get faster and be better than other people who have runner bodies, then I could prove to myself that I could be good enough and have a body that is good enough to run with, even though I was still mentally beating myself up because I believed that my body was flawed. Whereas nowadays, I love my body, and I love what it can do, and I'm going to let my thick thighs carry me over many more finish lines, both literal and figurative ones. Now another interesting thing is that many of us intellectually think we're in a growth mindset, even when we are not. This can be especially true if you're into personal development. I know that when I first heard the terms fixed mindset and growth mindset, I was like, oh yeah, for sure, I have a growth mindset. I enjoy personal development, so there's no way that I have a fixed mindset. But when I looked at all the areas of my life, I could see how in some places I actually did have a fixed mindset. I intellectually knew that failure is just a part of success, but I was still holding myself back and doing a lot of things to avoid failing, because then it would mean that I wasn't good enough. And to avoid possibly proving that I wasn't good enough, I would just avoid the challenge at hand, because otherwise I'd have to confront the fact that I thought I was inherently flawed. As doctors, we know this intellectually, right? We know that we will have failures along our path to success. Yet, when we do fail, we make it mean that we are failures, and we use it as evidence of not being good enough. Just think of all the times you were told that practice makes perfect. Like, somehow it's your fault for not being perfect at something because you obviously weren't practicing hard enough. And if you were practicing really hard, but still not getting the result that you desired, then it must mean that there's something wrong with you. Because if there wasn't something wrong with you, then you'd be able to be perfect at whatever you were practicing. So yeah, I think a lot of this fixed mindset comes from childhood. It's quite common that in school we're praised for being smart, I know that if you're listening to this, you've probably been praised a lot for being smart. You identify yourself as being an intelligent person. You're a doctor. And when we get that praise and approval for being smart, 
we think about it in terms of, okay, well, now I have to make sure I'm good at everything else because I want that same kind of approval in the other areas of my life too. But because it's challenging to be good at new things, we can sometimes get trapped into only doing the things that we already know that we're good at or can be good at. So picking a career like veterinary medicine, where we can continue to prove ourselves academically and to earn praise for being smart can seem like a good fit. And I hear this from so many of you now who are questioning your choice of career. You love being a vet and you love helping animals and their people, but part of you is grieving because you didn't pursue that riskier career option or the one for which you didn't seem to get as much praise and support from your family. Instead, you chose to keep receiving the praise and approval for being intelligent and choosing to become a doctor. So instead of going after your dream, you made your world smaller and more manageable and full of things which you were already good at. And let me be clear, this is in no way to minimize what it means and what it takes to be a veterinarian. It's definitely not something that is small and manageable. It is a huge accomplishment in and of itself. But I do want to recognize that maybe not all of us got into this career for the right reasons. So for those of you who can identify with this, and for those of you who maybe identify with a fixed mindset in some other area of your life, it is important to start questioning and gently pulling apart the labels that are keeping you stuck. A lot of us talk about our all-or-nothing mentality as if it's just the way we are. It's fixed. I can either avoid pizza or I can eat an entire pizza, but I struggle to have only one slice. I can't keep cookies in the house or else I will eat them all. I'm either going to the gym every single day or not at all. I'm either eating healthy 100% of the time or I'm binging. I'm either super motivated to learn a new hobby or I've given up completely. I either enjoy every day at work or I hate them all. I either think I'm a perfect doctor or I think that I'm never good enough and that I'm an imposter. There's no in-between. It's either this or that. And if this sounds familiar to you, but you still hear yourself thinking, well, I'm just an all-or-nothing person, then I really encourage you to pause and to get curious with yourself. Why do you keep choosing to label yourself with something that isn't serving you? Because if you keep telling the story that you're an all-or-nothing person, you will keep being an all-or-nothing person. Your self-image really is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So even if the thought of not being an all-or-nothing person doesn't feel true yet, just start to notice when you're thinking that way and remind yourself that you can do things in moderation. There, I said it, the M word, moderation. There is no falling off the wagon. So many of us have got this idea that you're either on the wagon or you're off the wagon. What I would offer instead is to think of it as a continual journey. Self-development in all areas of your life is just a continual journey. You're either winning or you're learning. 
but you're never failing. Just start to pay attention to how you describe yourself to other people, because it feels like we're just observing the facts, when really we're creating the identity for ourselves and living into it. I think this is the thought behind the concept of fake it till you make it. If you start to live into the identity of being a smart, successful, knowledgeable doctor, then you will develop your clinical skills and talents and knowledge, and you will become a smarter, better, more successful, more knowledgeable doctor. And you will continue to live into this and prove this to yourself. And this is an awesome place to be. However, I think where many veterinarians get tripped up, especially those of you who identify with imposter syndrome, is that you're not living into that successful identity. You have a fixed mindset, and you believe that you are as good as you're going to get. And because that doesn't seem good enough to you, you believe that you are less than. You are not worthy. You believe that you are an imposter. And then you live into that identity instead, and you keep creating those results in your life, all because you're not willing to let go of the idea that there is even such a thing as a perfect doctor. And even though you intellectually know this, you know that no one is ever perfect, you still on some deep level think that you're supposed to be. So you keep yourself small instead of leaning into growth. This is the whole idea of confirmation bias. As humans, we always want to be right, especially about ourselves. And because our brains desire to prove us right, we can always find evidence for whatever we believe. So the key to moving away from the all-or-nothing perfectionist fixed mindset is to train your brain to look at ways in which you are successfully doing things in moderation. Even if it's just one thing you can start to practice. You can do things imperfectly. You can do them in moderation, and that is okay. The reason we are stuck in this all-or-nothing thinking is because a fixed mindset creates massive vulnerability. If you believe that you have a natural set of abilities or talents, and everything around you is evidence of whether or not you have enough of it, then it's very vulnerable for you to do something and to not get the result you want or to not receive positive feedback. So we feel great while we're succeeding, especially if we're getting positive feedback. But then once we start to hit those inevitable obstacles, then we say, okay, I guess I'll just give up because I'm not good enough. And this is so sneaky again because we typically are not this honest with ourselves, and instead, our brain gives us really pretty excuses. Excuses like, I'm just too busy. I don't have enough time. My interests have changed. That other person is better than me anyway. Basically, we try to blame everything but ourselves so we can still hold on to our potential. Because remember, the fixed mindset is really about wanting to believe that we have all of this potential and the one way to protect ourselves and this identity around having potential is by not fully attaining anything. Because if you don't fully try, then you can never fully fail. 
you'll always have the excuse of, yeah, I would have been better if I'd tried harder. But I didn't try harder because of all these pretty reasons, and that's why you can't prove that I'm not perfect. This all-or-nothing mindset is really something that we're doing to try to avoid the vulnerability of putting in the effort and not getting the result. And the reason why we try to avoid it is because we will shame ourselves if we're in a situation where we haven't achieved the thing. It really is that simple. So many of us would rather give up on our dreams and desires than feel shame. But learning how to feel shame and to accept it as a normal emotion as part of our human experience is the only way to overcome it. This all comes back to the idea that life is 50-50. There will always be both negative and positive emotion. So learning to process and accept and move through negative emotion that you have is really important. Yet, shame is one of those emotions that we try to avoid. And the problem with shame is that the more we try to hide it and avoid it, the larger it grows and the more shameful we feel. It is only through bringing it to the surface and allowing ourselves to experience it and to accept it that we can move through it. It is only through accepting our imperfections and being okay with not being good enough that we actually learn to accept ourselves and then think of ourselves as good enough. We can hold space for ourselves to be both good enough and not good enough because ultimately that is the dichotomy of life. So to recap, a perfectionist or fixed mindset is one in which we either think we have enough intelligence, ability, or talent, or we don't. And we hide in this idea of perfectionism to avoid failure and the notion that we are somehow not good enough. And instead of accepting our vulnerability and imperfection, we shame ourselves and hide from becoming our best selves. And we either don't start the things we want to achieve in life, or we quit along the way. Whereas with a growth mindset, we lean into challenges. We embrace the unknown because we believe that our talents, intelligence, and abilities can be improved with effort and practice. We are not striving for perfection. We just want to be a little bit better than yesterday. And we are not afraid to try and to fail along the way. We are okay with imperfection and doing things in moderation and consistently working towards our goals. Just by building self-awareness around the areas of your life where you have a perfectionist mindset can really move you toward a growth mindset and getting out of your all or nothing mentality. And it's not like you either have a fixed mindset or you have a growth mindset. Notice how just that thought is actually one that comes from being in a fixed mindset. It is really more of a spectrum. There's the 100% fixed mindset at the one end and the 100% growth mindset at the other end. And they are both just a set of beliefs. And all you're trying to do is move from one end of the spectrum to the other. The goal is to move closer to the side of a growth mindset which requires you to develop your growth mindset in order to progress further toward a growth mindset. 
You can work on and change your belief systems along the way in all different areas of your life. This is how you evolve into becoming the next best version of yourself and creating the next best version of your life. Don't keep yourself stuck with all or nothing thinking. Embrace the imperfections and the growth and the vulnerability of life. Okay, my friends. So I know this was a little bit of a longer episode. So I'm going to take a break here. What I want to talk about next is that sometimes this all or nothing mindset can feel like it's happening on autopilot. And sometimes even when you recognize it, you feel powerless in being able to stop it. So in the next episode, we'll talk about some strategies to help you get into a growth mindset so that you can keep evolving into the next best version of yourself. I love who you are. And even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Take care, dare to dream, and I'll see you again next week. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come check out the Dare to Dream coaching program. It's where you can get individual help applying the concepts to your own life. This is where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will up-level your life even more. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come join at www.daringdvm.com. That's daringdvm.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.